Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello and welcome to Soulmate Twin Flame Boot Camp with Sarah Adele and myself. I'm Sophia Lee and I'm here with Sarah. Say hello, Sarah. Hi. We're here to speak with our listeners about dwelling on soulmates. We get a lot of clients from our website, such as soulmatereading.com, twinflameconnection.com, soulmatepsychicreadings.com who contact us for readings about their soulmate. Some have actually met their soulmate and are not always better off than those who are still hoping to meet their soulmate someday. The reason is soulmate relationships come with a whole set of challenges and issues that must be addressed by both parties before the relationship can move forward into soulmate union. Well, I mean, there's there's really nothing wrong with wanting a soulmate to enter your life someday, okay? But there is something wrong with the constant dwelling on the fact that you haven't met your soulmate yet, especially if it winds up making you feel depressed or anxious, angry, you know, whatever. You're making it hard for that soulmate to enter your life, and it serves no purpose. You can't throw a, a temper tantrum at the universe and demand that they bring you your soulmate. Good luck with that. I can't tell you how many times we've heard from like these nasty, bitter people who've dwelled on meeting a soulmate for so long and, of course, didn't get to meet theirs yet. You know, who screamed at us or were like nasty with us as if we were like the customer service department at Soulmates Are Us. And they wonder why the universe didn't reward them and their sparkling personality with a soulmate. That kind of energy isn't going to attract anything good, that's for sure. Exactly. I think the thing that we need to remember is that a soulmate is a gift and one that is not given to everyone. Dwelling and obsessing about, why are you laughing now? Because everybody, in, okay, not everybody, but like, okay, if you like look on social media, okay, everybody feels like they're entitled to one or that they're going to, I've even read like, you know, well, all of my soulmates, like as if they have 20, whatever, but just, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt you, go ahead. Anyway, so back to where we were, um, I think dwelling and obsessing about soulmates won't increase your chances of getting one, and in fact, will definitely lessen your chances, believe it or not. You may think that you are ready, but it isn't up to you. You need to understand that you can't just say, well, I'm ready for my soulmate now, and poof, he or she will appear. The universe creates soulmates, and the decision of when or if they enter your life is up to them according to their defined plan and timing. 
The universe does create the space for soulmates to enter your life by allowing and supporting the meeting. And this is the only time that fate or destiny are involved. Let go of the need or desire to control the situation, because you can't really control it anyway. And put your faith in the universe that your soulmate will turn up when the time is right. Please don't call us asking us to tell you when, when, when your soulmate is coming into your life. They we want an exact that. date. They want no, mm-hmm, no they the time, the date, when answer. they're going to meet. And, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. It's fine to ask us to confirm if someone is your soulmate. Of course it is. But please don't think we can give you a reading where we will tell you the name of your soulmate and where you'll meet. We read the energies around both of you, and we can't read air or pull names of people who are not in your life out of thin air. And if the universe has not put your soulmate in your life yet, why would they give us the name and not give it to you? Makes no sense, does it? Well, it's it's that whole skirting around the issue, you know, saying where you tell them like I can't answer that, and that you know, and they want to ask it in like a, a different way. If the universe hasn't brought your soulmate in, yet you're going to ask them us your name, what? So you can go Google them and find find them on Facebook. I mean, like really, I mean, you know. Many of our listeners would really be shocked how many times we're asked those very questions and that they simply can't be answered or that the answers are blocked because they're not supposed to be given to you yet. Often the universe doesn't want you to know when you will meet a soulmate because the chance meeting or encounter must be natural and organic. For instance, okay, if you knew you were going to, like, you know, meet a guy named, like, Steve at Starbucks on Thursday, do you really think you would act naturally around him? Would you even go to the right Starbucks if there are 14 of them in your town? Trust me, the universe will reveal your soulmate to you well and before they real, read, you know, reveal them to any psychic. So there's no need to dwell on, you know, details about your soulmate before the universe brings them into your life. Use the time before your soulmate enters your life to dwell on yourself, not them. Better yourself, learn your lessons, and empower yourself to the challenges that are going to lay ahead when your soulmate enters your life. Which leads us to another kind of soulmate dwelling. The dwelling that happens when your soulmate shows up, takes over your thoughts, emotions, and sometimes your entire life. Yeah, there's so, so many ways you can get caught on dwelling on your soulmate. And many of them have negative effects, negative effects on your personality and on the soulmate relationship. Now, we're only talking about dwelling in, in this particular circumstance. So, so take, for example, if someone were to meet a soulmate currently in another relationship, okay? Now, that isn't always a bad thing, and it does happen quite frequently, as a matter of fact. Yep. Sometimes meetings between soulmates happen to shake things up in people's lives, okay? And it happens a lot. Mm-hmm. And for people to take a long, hard look at themselves and at their lives, be glad that you met your soulmate, but don't dwell on them right now because they are not available. They're not available to you physically. They may be available to you emotionally, but they're not available at the moment. Instead of dwelling on when and if your soulmate will be single or getting upset that the universe played a bad joke on you, 
Accept that this was done for a reason, which will reveal itself to both of you, okay? There is nothing wrong with being excited about the feelings and the connection you have for your soulmate. But if you dwell too much on them, you can get carried away and try to force the relationship before it's time, which will cause you to make mistakes that can cost you dearly. And on that note, we're going to take a short 45-second break and listen to our fabulous intro song again by a band we just love called Just Roxy. If you like this song, you can find them on justroxynow.com. Their Instagram is just3roxy, and their Facebook is Just Roxy. Find our way to love. So welcome back. We were just talking about how dwelling on your soulmate and trying to force the relationship to move forward before it's time can actually cause you to make mistakes that can cost you dearly. What did you have to add to that, Sarah? Oh, well, it definitely can cost you dearly because you have to be really careful, okay? Don't dwell on your soulmate's current situation. That's their job, not yours, okay? Stop trying to be a control freak, okay? Let them handle their life. You handle yours, okay? Stay out of it as much as possible. Don't get involved. Don't sweep it under the rug. Don't make excuses for it either, okay? Trust me, your soulmate may try that, but don't go along with them for the ride. The universe didn't put you in each other's path just to have an affair or cheat. That's an insult to the gift they've given you, isn't it? The patterns and behaviors that shape the future of your soulmate relationship will be created before they leave their relationship, okay? Keep that in mind and really think about that. Everything that you guys do, all the behaviors, that you're you're already creating the relationship. So just because they become single, poof, all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't become better. The way you talk to each other, you know, the way they've behaved, all of that, that's going to come along with you, okay? So, you know, you, you really can't do that because rarely any good will come out of it. Don't dwell on how much you love your soulmate, you know, and that it's going to make you accept their current situation. It's not for you to accept it. It's for them to change it. Get it? Let their love for you help them get out of their current situation rather than your love for them enable them to stay. Don't let your connection to your soulmate allow you to dwell on your own fears, okay, rather than, you know, rather than the strength that really should be coming with that connection. Correct. Uh, you know, dwelling on the wrong part of a soulmate or your soulmate relationship can make your imagination run wild in the wrong direction. So instead of holding strong to what you know is right, which is that this person is your soulmate and you have faith in this connection, you wind up making wrong you, you can wind up making one wrong turn after another. 
because you have dwelled on the negativity and the fears and insecurities that come with it, your imagination creates very often the worst case scenarios possible. Soon, the horrifying stories and scenarios you make up in your head seem plausible and factual, but they really aren't. You're just making things up as you go along. But because of dwelling and obsessing, you feel the need to act on them, which is a huge, huge mistake. This creates a change in you. Instead of allowing the soulmate connection to create a loving, empowering, supportive atmosphere between the two of you, which is what it's supposed to do if you focus on the power of your connection, it can create, if you're dwelling instead, a drama-filled toxic mess that does tons of damage until it is changed or it completely self-destructs in huge rings and boom. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. Yeah, the unhealthy patterns that can be created between two soulmates dwelling on the wrong things is really, really hard to reverse. The damage is done, and the patterns that are there, they're really hard to break. Okay, people don't dwell, you know, on the positive. They enjoy it. They accept it. People that dwell on the negative. uh, Yeah, exactly. There's no point in putting yourself through that. Okay, all that does is weaken you. It makes you feel powerless. And it's only a matter of time before you begin doing things and saying things that are completely beneath you and are like cringeworthy and hideously embarrassing. How can a relationship, you know, especially a soulmate relationship, be a good one if you're doing that to yourself? It can't and it won't. A connection between soulmates can be a source of empowerment or a source of weakness. The choice is yours. And it really is a choice. That choice and that responsibility is up to you. That's something you can control. You're not forced to dwell on, you know, your soulmate and this, that, and the other and everything negative. If you choose to do it, you know, saying you really should be choosing not to do it anymore. Yeah, so there's a right choice and a wrong choice to make when you do finally meet your soulmate. Say, say your soulmate is denying your connection, okay, and how many times have we seen that, okay? Mm-hmm. They deny your connection, they deny your existence, and they can push you out of their life and even ghost you at times, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can choose to dwell on how hurt you are that they won't speak to you, okay? You can choose to dwell on worry if your soulmate will ever accept your connection with them, or you can choose to have the belief in the soulmate connection like you want them to have and leave them to work out their issues. They're their issues, whatever they are, on their own. And that is the biggest point of all, okay? You can't work on their issues for them. You can't fix it. You can't change it. You can't convince them that the connection is real, okay? This is part of their soul contract with you for this lifetime, okay? Accept that your soulmate may have lessons to learn without you around and take a good hard look at yourself as well and and see what lessons you may need to learn while they are not around. One is productive, focusing on yourself. The other is destructive, 
dwelling on your soulmate. And the choice, like we said, it's all up to you. Use the power you do have to make the smart choice for yourself and for your soulmate. Mm -hmm. There is no point on dwelling what your soulmate is doing wrong or what they need to change. You already know what that is. But what you need to discover is what are you doing wrong? You are contributing to this somehow, okay? It's, it's, it's not happening to you. You are a part of it. You really need to think about what you need to change, okay? A dysfunctional, unhappy relationship requires two people, okay? And whether you admit it or not, you are a part of this hot mess, and you helped create it. And it helped it grow into this huge blob of melodrama, and like complete craziness. Your time would be better spent thinking outside your box and find your way out of this maze of a relationship that's getting you nowhere, okay? You, you may not need to be Columbo to figure out what your soulmate has done wrong, but if you're smart and insightful, why haven't you figured out yet what is obvious that you need to do to make change because this relationship couldn't have gotten this bad without your contribution, so look at yourself. I mean, don't completely beat yourself up, but, you know, again, don't dwell on the mistakes that you've made, okay, but learn from them instead and, you know, learn the lesson and then apply the lesson, okay? Use that knowledge to empower you so that you don't make the mistakes going forward. 50 bucks says your soulmate is going to make the same mistakes going forward because they're not in the process of learning. But if you have the opportunity to do that, you learn as soon as you create change, that is going to start the ball rolling of them changing. Because if you kind of look at it, I'm sure they've already changed you in some way if they're acting out and you know behaving badly. Otherwise, it, it couldn't have gotten this bad. You would have stepped back, stepped away from it, and let them self-destruct without taking you with them. Right, and that's what a soulmate relationship is really all about, right? It's about learning your test, rising above the challenges, and not sinking with a ship. Don't follow your soulmate down the rabbit hole if they're creating problems. Let them go down the rabbit hole by themselves, okay? Save yourself. Nothing good will come from you going crazy and acting out along with them. So stay safely on the surface. And be there to offer them a hand when they're ready to come up to your level. Strength is what they need now, not weakness. It's easy to understand how a soulmate connection can make you weak at the knees, right? If you've been in a soulmate relationship, mm -hmm. that first meeting, boom, you know exactly what it feels like. But you can't let it make you weak in character. So keep your dignity and your self-respect. Don't let anyone take that away from you not even your soulmate. And remember that no one can take those things away from you. The only thing that happens is that you keep giving them away. Trust us, this is not what the universe wants you to do, nor is it what they had in mind when it connected the two of you together to begin with. Mm -hmm. It's kind of amazing how so many people use their soulmate connection as an excuse to dwell on the negative and then react in a negative way. I mean, really, how do you think you're going to act if all you do is keep dwelling, you know what I'm saying, on the negative, okay? I mean, sure, 
it makes sense. You know, you feel stronger for this person, you know, than you have for anyone else that you've ever met. But the key word in that, you know, sentence is stronger. Okay. Let that connection bring out your strengths instead of your weaknesses by bringing out the best in you, not the worst in you. Okay, be an example to your soulmate of strength, okay? You want them to have the strength to either, like, you know, leave a relationship or move to where you are or commit or, you know, stop denying your connection or this, that, and the other thing. You, you want them to have the strength to do these things, yet you're acting like a completely weak person who's just dwelling on this. And, you know, I mean, how many times do we hear that? I can't eat. I can't sleep. I can't this. I can't that. Yes, you can. You can. Your soulmate connection is no different than any other, okay? If you're going to sit here and tell me that this is a spiritual connection, the universe didn't bring this here for you to, you know, torture yourself. You don't get any awards for being martyr of the century, okay? Again, these are choices. You get to pick. So if that's what you want to do, I wouldn't expect to be living a happy existence. And then what is your soulmate? If your soulmate does get the strength to do all these things, whatever, they come back to you and what? You're a shell? you, you You've just completely, like, destroyed your own self-esteem, dignity, this, that, yeah, and basically tortured yourself for nothing? How could that possibly be a good choice? You know, it's not. And when you go into the whole, you know, spirituality, this is supposed to be a spiritual connection between two people. And if you're going to tell me that the universe puts you two together so you can act like the most unspiritual people on planet Earth, and completely have no faith and know this. And how does that make any sense? How do you rectify the two? We can't, okay, but it seems like a lot of other people seem to put these two things together. A complete lack of faith, you know, in, in their soulmate, but yet they have a faith, the faith that this person is their soulmate. Make up your mind, okay? Because if you really have the faith that this person is your soulmate, blah, 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 then you should have the faith that this can work out. Okay, but the only way it is going to work out is if you follow a spiritual path. Okay, and that spiritual path is not going into the cellar. Okay, it's not you, you know dumpster diving with your behavior, you know, what I'm and your ways of communication and all of that. That is not what this is all about. So no matter what, okay, there might be like five. Okay, but there really aren't a lot of soulmate relationships where there isn't some oh shall we call it trying times. Okay. But the extent of that, you know what I'm saying, is really up to you. Think about it like, okay, I live in Florida. There's always hurricanes, okay? Been here for a really long time. But are, rarely are they as devastating, okay? But you can prepare. You can get water and, you know, toilet paper and this and that and batteries and flashlights and candles and all this other kind of stuff. So when it does hit, you're prepared. So you're not going to go through it as badly as somebody that is completely ill-prepared or doesn't believe in hurricanes, or whatever, okay? It's the same thing with your soulmate relationship, okay? You have to be prepared that there's going to be some challenges here, okay? And you have to meet those challenges with strength, okay? You, you can't be like, you know, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo and, and completely run away all the time. That, that's, that's not going to get anything resolved. You've got to really meet these challenges with strength, especially if that's what you want your soulmate to do one of you has to be the strong person two weak people aren't going to get a whole lot done okay so if you have to be the stronger one you know what I'm saying that can then pull up your soulmate great but remember 
what, how, how does dwelling, you think, especially on the negative, because that's really what you dwell on is the negative. How is that strengthening you? How is that strengthening your resolve? It's not. It's just making you sad and miserable and blah, blah, blah. Those are not really what I would call productive people. They don't get you think, a whole lot done. So really, be an example to your soulmate of strength instead of allowing your soulmate to change you into someone that you don't even recognize. Don't let your soulmate use this connection against you. Instead, use your connection to your soulmate as an example to them of how a soulmate should behave and how you should be treated, okay? And let it bring out the best in them. Sometimes you have to be your soulmate's teacher, okay? And they have to learn from you because there is no book, you know what I'm saying, that they're going to read. Let's be real. They have to learn from you, okay, how to have a healthy, sane relationship, especially if you've met your soulmate while they were in a completely dysfunctional, psychotic, you know, relationship, where they're supposed to learn how to have a healthy relationship. It's not just a, something that's born in people where everybody knows how to do it. We learn from the relationships that we've had. And your soulmate may have had some really crappy ones. So that's the skills they're bringing to the table. So, so who's, who should be the, the guide here? Them? I would hope not. It's got to be you. Okay, so keep that in mind. If you don't teach them, who's going to? 